0: Welcome to another episode of Crew Talk. I'm your host Matt Aho, with my co-host Hershey Winkleman. We are in the midst. Brewers just won but it's been a uh, a rocky start to the, the homestand. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that Hershey?
1: Yeah no I uh, I went into this you know thinking that this Angel series was going to be the toughest part coming up but yeah, just see us lose two out of three to both the Red Sox and the Tigers is just it's not a good not not a good week. I can definitely say that.
0: No, it's uh yeah, not what we thought, not what we, th- we thought would happen. We'll get into it. You can find us on Twitter, Crew Talk FFSN, part of the Fans First Network. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter. And yeah, so I don't know where. Let's start with that Red Sox series. They had a shot, obviously, to win win the series. They were coming into it red hot off that great West Coast road trip. Then they lost Game One to the Red Sox, bounced back, pulled out the the five four victory, and then they just got smoked in Game Three. What was your takeaway from that that series?
1: No, I I. I... I didn't like, uh, some of the pitching that I saw. I mean, obviously, you know, giving up 12 runs is never, never a good sight. And, uh, I'm not sure if all of the audience knows this, but Matt and I do write for, uh, a website called brew crew ball where, you know, we give our predictions and we do game recaps and stuff. You can check us out there as well. Um, but yeah, I did the series preview for that, for that series. And I predicted a, uh, a sweep for the Brewers and that prediction backfired in my face. I thought, you know, I thought we had all the pitching matchups. I thought, you know, the Red Sox were kind of reeling with the injuries they had to their you know, main hitters on their starting lineup. And, you know, the Brewers were coming off that incredible road trip and I thought we were going to keep the momentum going. And then instead just kind of fizzled out. And it was, it was a little tough to see, but, you know, we hope for a little bounce back against the angels and, you know, in these upcoming series.
0: Yeah, I thought the – especially in that final game, that implosion from the bullpen, Matt Bush, you know, four earned runs, couldn't get a strikeout, only got one out in the inning. And, you know, he's really been – he's just been – he's been struggling this year. He's got – posted as an 8.22 ERA with a 1.57 whip. I mean, it just is kind of – that's one of those ones where it's like, well, what do you do with Matt Bush? He's he's a guy that you need him in the bullpen. You need to have those arms in the bullpen. But he's just – he's not getting the job done right now for them. They kind of have to, I think, figure something out with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think the first thing that I would do if I were, you know, the manager in that situation is take him out of that eighth inning role. I think it might honestly be too much pressure for him. Um, like you said, you know, we see some bad days. We see some good days for Matt Bush but you never really know what you're going to get. And in that kind of situation and those, you know, intense moments where, you know, there's guys on base, you need a couple outs to get out of a jam. I I, I don't necessarily think Matt Bush is the guy. I think we could go towards more like a Peter Strezlacki for that situation. Um, it seems like council does trust him with, you know, high leverage, high leverage pitch, pitching opportunities. And, you know, we obviously got Devin who's still playing well. So, yeah, I just think it's about, you know, who gets what inning at what time, especially, you know, towards those back innings.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, there's a lot of guys that they, they can pull from that. And I know Matt Bush has the experience in that those late inning roles, but you know, you mentioned it. Peter's was like, yeah, a Hobie Milner who's been pitching pretty well. It's just, is there, I think it's, it might be time to try and test someone out and kind of, figure out a different a different approach to those that set up type of position at least and i think it would be good for matt bush to get him out of that spot and to put him in a in a role that is less high leverage just to kind of get his groove back
1: definitely and i mean you know if the brewers are in that in that uh you know NL central run going for that number 1 spot i could definitely see you know the brewers making a uh a trade deadline move to get, to get that kind of pitcher, you know, that, that back inning kind of guy. I mean, I know we just traded away a hater, but we had a guy that we got back in Taylor Rogers who kind of did play that role. And then we didn't re-sign him. So, I mean, if the Brewers are in the mix, I definitely could see them, you know, making a small move for a guy that, you know, is, is a veteran who has experience in that role. But yeah, I definitely think, you know, it's, it's definitely a glaring team need at this point.
0: Right, and I think there's, you know, I I kind of throughout this homestand, he made his debut for the Brewers, uh, or his Brewers debut, Elvis Puggerio. I think he's a guy that maybe could could do something. He gave up, he went three innings against the Tigers, kind of calmed that game down after after Lauer struggled and only giving up two hits while striking out two. And he had a a good outing against the Red Sox as well. So I think he's someone that maybe could you could watch him slide up that that bullpen depth chart that new addition from the offseason
1: definitely i mean just in my opinion as a fan you know it is kind of hard to trust you know rookies in those kind of high leverage situations especially you know down the stretch if if we are in the mix and you know august and september um and especially going into the playoffs i don't really know if you want a rookie being that eighth that eighth guy but you know a seventh or a sixth inning guy a trustable guy and you know you like to see development out of out of those young guys, kinda of like how we're seeing now with you know those hitters we got with, with those all those young prospects. And I know Joey Weimer did have that stretch where he was going hitless, he was having a really tough time at the plate, but it seems like now as of late, he's been hitting the ball a little bit better, getting the barrel on it. And I know he homered today, so yeah. It's just it's good to see from him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, let me Looking on the hitting side, I will I want to point out I think uh William Contreras, he's 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 been a very I think our catching as a whole has been very promising this early early stretch in the season. I don't know if, how you Victor Caratini, he had his first home run today. They're both batting over three hundred. Uh I think that's a find this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know I de- we definitely talked about it um, on earlier podcasts, but I, I I like we said, I think it's going to be interesting what council does, you know, and, and we're seeing it now with where how he's you know rotating those catchers, but yeah, I like I said, I mean, and he's kind of he's kind of doing what I thought he would, but William Contreras really is showing like potential to be to be a a, a true threat at the plate. Um, I know he doesn't have you know the greatest. Um, glove behind behind the dish on the defensive side, but that's what Caratini's for. And you know, Caratini's ability to switch hit at the plate is also it's also a plus.
0: Yeah, so I found this step. Mike Fasalo, the Brewers PR guy, tweeted that he is he's reached base safely in 17 of 18 games the Brewers, leads the team in average at 323 and on base percentage at 397. Um, and he has one home run. So early reports, I think are, they're good. Like you said, the behind the plate is glove isn't incredible, but that's the, that's the benefit of having two guys and two guys that are, they're well-established and they've, they're off to a good start the season.
1: Definitely. Um, one guy I do kind of want to know, do kind of want to get your take on is, uh, the resurgence of Brian Anderson a little bit at the plate for sure. Um, you know, he had a couple great years with the Marlins and then kind of fizzled out. And the Brewers got him basically as like a super low risk, high reward kind of guy. And he's, you know, he's really paid off at the plate. He's hitting amazing. Um, what are your thoughts with him going forward? Do you think he needs to be like an intricate part of the lineup? Do you think, you know, he's still a platoon guy? Like, where where what do you think council should do with a guy like Brian Anderson?
0: I think he should be more of an established part of the lineup going forward i know he's kind of um he's kind of in a good spot now especially with rius out but once rius comes back i would like to see him more get get him a little bit more play i mean he like you mentioned his last three seasons of the marlins he didn't play over a 100 games i think mean, he struggled with some injury but he's already at five home runs this year which is last year he hit eight total and seven in 2021. he's he's um he's getting on base yeah I'm really happy with the production that we're seeing of him so far this season he's someone that I think can can just add more depth to that lineup and you know I, I would like to see him get more play throughout the year once furious returns and and continues to be a, a contributing factor to the lineup
1: definitely and I think it'll be I think it'll be really interesting to see what he does you know and when- when those guys come back from injury, especially, you know, Urias, Tyrone Taylor in the outfield, you know, does that, does that mean that the prospects that we're starting to fall in love with just get sent back down or get benched? Like you never know what's going to happen with Bryce Terang at second base. If Brian Anderson takes that over, you know, Mike Brasso still on the team. They got Owen Miller. It's like, do they have enough spots for all these guys? Especially when they guys that are injured come back.
0: Right. And I, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see guys that you young guys that you maybe won't expect to get set down get set down and I I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing it's not a sign that they're they're struggling it just is it would be I think we'd be at a risk of a burnout for a young guy who's trying to play 150 games 140 games in his first major league season it just is it's not really a smart move I think to have a guy like that try and go the distance. I think it's, you set him down a little bit, kind of get his legs back. If he's inevitably, if he starts struggling. So that's the, the beauty of having someone like Brian Anderson, you can play outfield, you can play third base. um, to kind of plug in and, and protect some of those guys from maybe overextending themselves during their first full season.
1: Definitely. And and Brian, Brian Anderson, I will say he's got a cannon at, on his arm. I mean, at third and the outfield he's he can he can can really put some zip on the ball yeah Um, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back uh with more brewers content
0: look ahead to the the upcoming series
1: and we're back on the crew talk podcast talking more brewers baseball um looking ahead towards the next couple of series um i know we touched on it a little bit on our last show but We've got, you know, we've got Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout, uh, two of the best, probably top five players in baseball. Um, You could, some would argue they're one and two. Shohei is one of the greatest talents we've seen in the game in a long time um, with his ability to pitch and hit. Um, You know. Losing the first two series on the homestand, it's not great. What what do you do? You think the Brewers can you know bounce back and take this series? You know maybe sweep, maybe take a couple games, or what? Or do you think it continues with the losing?
0: I think they can take this series. I mean they're, I mean they're a good team. I think good teams don't lose three series in a row to teams that they're, you know, kind of mid level teams. A lot of these teams are just about five hundred all three of them. And then Tigers are obviously worse. And it helps that. The Brewers don't have to face Shohei on the mound. They got Tyler Anderson in game one. The projected uh Reed, Reed Detmers in game two, and then the final game will have Jose Suarez. So they missed Shohei on the mound, which is huge. Obviously, you got Trout and him in the lineup. They can they can attack attack any pitching staff, but it's just two guys. So I'm not really those two kill us, so be it. I don't think they can kill us enough where we'll take the series from the Brewers.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the Brewers could find some success in this series. But, I mean, recently, that's the kind of thinking I had when we were going into that Red Sox series. You know, I thought, okay, they got they got Devers. You know, he's a certified superstar at third base, Rafael Devers. But, I mean, when I looked at their lineup, I I didn't really see any other – you know names that popped out other than the fact that Alex Verdugo was having a great year um and you know their their whole team kind of kind of lit it up against us it wasn't just just those two guys um and you know i feel like the angels have done a better job of building a a competent team around those two guys at least this year but um what are your thoughts
0: yeah they so they just split against the or athletics they got their last game tonight they took three against the Royals. They lost to the Yankees. So, yeah, I mean, they should be better. Or they should take the series, right? They're a better team than the Angels. They're playing at home. They got Corbin Burns pitching in game two. Wade Miley's been pitching well. He takes the gets the first game. And then Colin Ray gets the final game. You know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Hunter run pros back. But, yeah, I just don't see a situation where they would lose another series i just at this point in the year the way that they're playing i know they've been scuffling recently but i think good teams will not lose three series in a row to three teams that are are at a lower level than they are but if they do lose it's definitely not time to panic but i think i saw some stuff on twitter of like oh we lost to the tigers and like we're we're losing to the Red Sox. We're getting crushed. It's time to panic. Like, it's, you know, it's... What, what day is it today? Today's the, April 26th. So, the Pirates are in first place. Well, the Pirates stay in first place the whole rest of the way. Who knows? But it's, it's still very early on where, you know, even if they lose to the... Lose this series to the Angels, it's not time to panic.
1: No, I agree. I mean, and like you said, I mean, it is interesting to see the success of the Pirates this year, especially, you know, with them getting, getting their captain Andrew McCutcheon back, which we had last year. But uh, after this angel series, we're moving on to the Rockies. Um, you know, I don't think they've had a ton of success this year. Um, I think we should be able to take that series regardless of, you know, whether we win or, this angel series or not. What What are your thoughts on the Rockies and, you know, the Brewers success going into that one as well?
0: Yeah, I mean the Rockies are they're as of this recording they're eight and eighteen. So I mean, and we're going to Colorado thin air. I think I think that will help us, you know, the offense has been kind of clicking pretty well this year. I think going up to the going up to Mile House, going up to the Mile house city will help them uh, have a big offensive output. I think that'll be good. I think that'll be good for them to kind of go to Colorado. You know, hopefully win the series, put up a lot of runs. That's kind of one of those artificial, like, confidence boosts that they can use going out against the uh, – then they play the Giants and Dodgers. So, even if they struggle against the Angels, I think the Rocky series will be a big one for them to be like, you know what, like, we're back. We got our mojo back. We're going to put up a lot of runs. We're going to win the series, ideally. And then uh, it could be a good bouncing-off point from a, a struggle – this homestand was
1: yeah i would hope so and i mean like you said like, like you mentioned those next two series are going to be tough so you definitely don't want to lose this angel series and the Rockies series and then have to you know play the giants and the dodgers it's right. gonna that would be a tough that would be a tough stretch especially if we lost like all five of those series it would not look good
0: yeah looking at the central right now half game back brewers of the pirates currently the Cardinals, 9-15, seven games out of first place. I know, like we said, it's early, but it's uh, the central right now. It's very interesting to look at. You got the Brewers, who I think people kind of pegged as that number two team. They're in second right now. But the Cardinals to be seven games out of first place at this point in the season is very seems pretty shocking, especially looking at the other standings. Everything's kind of fallen in line with what you would think. I mean, the Yankees are struggling, but they're still above 500. The Twins, they won. They were like a playoff contender last year. They're in first. The Rangers are slightly ahead of the Astros. Like, everything's kind of fallen in line except for the Central, which I think is a bit odd.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like we mentioned before, I mean, the Cardinals are always – have always, you know, been a kind of a heel against the Brewers. Um and, you know, with guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado, you know, it's 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 really kind of, like, strange to see them struggling like this. And, I mean, my question would be, at what point do you hit the panic button if you're a Cardinals fan?
0: Right. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're still in that last place or second-to-last part of the – if you're still in the bottom half of the Central, I think come – Third week of May, maybe? A, week, a month from now? Memorial Mother's Day? If, we're, if we hit Mother's Day, which is May 14th, and they're still bottom half of the division, then I think it's, you don't hit the panic button, but you kind of hover your hand over the panic button. Right now, I think they're just, they're probably like, ah, oh, this is a bummer. But I think if, we, if you still see this trend continue in a couple weeks, it might be time to move a little closer to that panic button. Not hit it, but get a little closer.
1: Definitely. I agree. Um, I think that's going to do it for us on today's episode of crew talk. Again, I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Matt. Aho. Um uh, Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at crew talk FFSN. And you can check us out on Apple and Spotify um, at crew talk. And yeah, in the next episode, we will be recapping this angel series and the Rocky series and we'll be looking forward to the Giants and the Dodgers. Go Brewers!
0: Go Brewers!